Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Becoming Army podcast. My name is Lisa, or Soph, whichever you prefer. Uh, in this episode, I will be introducing Anne to Park Jimin, aka Baby Mochi. Hi, Anne. How you doing this week? Well, it, it's it, it's it's been a been a bit of a week watching that. You, you 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 may have heard a, a cackle in the background. We are joined this week. We are very honored to be joined uh, by Sarah. She well, let, let me let Sarah introduce herself. How you doing, Sarah? <laughs> oh, she's there. She's not there. Sarah, try again. I'm here. <laughs> How you doing this week, Sarah? <laughs> Uh, not, not bad. And thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Sarah and I met, uh, attending, of all things, surprise, surprise, a BTS concert. <laughs> uh, this I'm spring. shocked. She I'm ran, totally <laughs> she ran up to, to me in the, at the gate in the airport in, uh, in our hometown and. It's like I could I could spot an army right away because we like to advertise ourselves. <laughs> At BT21 merch. It's like the secret flag. Secret code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so happy that you're here that to help talk about Jimin. Um and you actually helped me pick out some of the videos that we gave Anne to watch yes, this week. Sorry, those were kind of late. <laughs> Oh, it's all good. We ended up having to delay a couple of times because, you know, life things happen. <laughs> boring adult responsibilities. Uh, uh, yeah, let's call it boring adult responsibilities. Or, you know, playing all day in a in a video game tournament, you know, whatever. <laughs> or, you know, just being completely, absolutely overwhelmed with life and how much work there is to do. And, oh, shit, it's 916 here in the Eastern time on my only day off. And there's so much I haven't done today. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like to do when I am overwhelmed by life is watch one of the most comforting people uh, alive, and that's Park Jimin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had you. I had you watch three videos. Um, any initial? <laughs> I think we got a little hint earlier, but any initial thoughts on on our beautiful man here, Ian? Um, apparently he's really pretty. He... Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> it, it, it is possible that he is too pretty. Mm. I, uh, I wouldn't disagree actually, with that. <laughs> but actually talking about the videos that you had me watch, um, first of all, we started with the introduction of the seven members. It's the same video I've been watching a piece of each week, or each yes. month. How often do we do this show? Do we do this show? Does this show exist? Um, I think so. Yeah, that was that was the, the pretty standard. The behind the scenes on Jimin, his history uh, with joining the group and his history with dance was probably the more impressive thing. Um, well, the second most impressive thing that I watched this week. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, <laughs> simply because of the... Uh, I have a lot of background with classical dance specifically ballet um oh. and watching jimin's body move more so than a lot of other other people in army you can see or a lot of people in bts, in BTS. give me a break <laughs> all these names and words um and my brain is out you know so i love my <laughs> the way in which he moves controls contorts twists his body is all very classical, but also with an understanding of his body and also very much schooled in modern dance. Some of the stuff was about things that he was doing as he was learning modern dance. And so I'm seeing a lot of elements of, of the kind of very classical forms and then reinterpreted through this modern uh, K-pop lens, which is also heavily based off of a lot of the um, hip-hop moves that were 
really came to the forefront in in dance in the 80s to the early 2000s. And so he's kind of combined that all into a very fluid style. And then add on top of that the amount of time he spent doing martial arts, that also just shines through in his in his understanding of his body positioning uh where he is on a stage where he is relative to other people and what he can do in that space those are all things that come come with these these three kind of schools of body that he's used to and all of that belies the fact that his voice is again <laughs> one of those very once in a generation voices he's able to hit incredibly high notes without slipping into falsetto that is absolutely uncommon for a male voice once it is past puberty because yeah um, it's just how bodies work <laughs> well testosterone testosterone thickens your vocal cords and once your vocal cords are thickened beyond a certain point there's no amount of things that you can do to naturally hit notes above a certain range as your vocal cords get thickened it means that you're going to have lower and lower tones this is the horror of being a trans girl. Um, <laughs> so the the fact that he can he can sing in a range that I'm detecting is mostly alto okay. is kind of impressive. It's very impressive, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's rare. It's 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 incredibly rare. Even within the world of K-pop, I think. Um, yes, I think it's it's pretty unique. What do you I listen think to a lot of K-pop, like a lot, and I would say at this point I'm somewhat biased because I can easily pick out all of the members' voices, um, you know, whether they're doing features on other songs or whatever. Um, so I can't, you know, say they're all. Well, they all have unique voices. I don't want to insult any of them, but like Jimin in particular, I have never, in all the years that I've been listening to K-pop. J-pop, T-pop, etc. I've yeah never heard a voice like his. It is it is very special. I mean, the closest analog to Jimin's voice, and it's not at all comparable style-wise or musical genre-wise. It's it's Art Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. So if you've listened to a lot of '60s folk music, which I have, um, Art Garfunkel naturally sings in an almost soprano voice. And he doesn't, when he talks, he talks normally. He sounds like a normal adult male. But when he sings, he is able to get in and stay in that range and register, which is not super common again. And Jimin's able to hold that particular range a little bit better, possibly because he's going slightly lower than uh, Art does. But that was the thing that, that, I was hearing in his voice is that same level of quality. And of course he's using it in a very different genre and a very different uh, uh, time, time period in space. But it's the first time I've heard a voice like that where I keep expecting a crack and I don't hear it. It doesn't crack at all. No. And I think that's one of the really unique things about it is it's not any less powerful. Nope. He's made, because yeah, he's able to push, he's able to push full head voice, while still being able to be in that high of a range, jealous much? Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> while and, dancing, and while dancing, <laughs> while being in one of the videos, I think the second video you guys uh, sent me, which we'll talk about later, while being lifted up on his back, head bent over, looking at the crowd, elongating his throat, which is also making it more difficult to stay in head voice, more difficult to stay. Uh, and and breathe properly, but still singing. Yeah, this is a pretty impressive young man. (laughs) Yeah. um, Emphasis in the pretty part, so. Absolutely. Um, He is... We've we've touched on the dance and and his vocal qualities, but I think kind of together, they kind of emphasize how expressive he is, both with his body and with his voice. And he has this unique way of showing off his delicate side and his tough side, like all at the same time. And I think that's one of the things that makes him stand out from other people in K-pop is just, and from, you know, the stereotypical, what a man should be like, just because you're expressive with your body and your smile 
and you like some delicate things. Like I have this beautiful, one of my favorite pictures of him on our show notes here is him, you know, laying about amongst flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it doesn't make way from his debut days. <laughs> yeah, like the group started out as a really like hip hop, like pretty masculine, like yeah. And Jimmy Ventinger was like very. He was. I remember Anne was talking about um, in another episode, I can't remember which one, but how, you know, K-pop artists and idols and stuff usually get cast in like a role. And because of his like heavily muscle, heavily muscled uh, dancer's body, he was very much typecast as like the tough boy, you know, and so he was expected to, you know, maintain his abs and be super masculine and it was just kind of miserable for him. So it's wonderful yeah. that he's been able to come into his own and be his own person. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love that he has been able to be more comfortable being himself. And that's kind of a message that's in a lot of their music in general. So okay, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to, we picked out a couple of fun videos just to kind of <laughs> help Ann see his personality a little bit. Um, the first video was, Jim and comforting armies and it, it's one of the most lovable qualities about him but I, I honestly think he has one of the most sincere hearts of 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 any celebrity when he's talking to his fans um you know I'm not a Jim and bias but seeing his smile is just like one of the most comforting things to me um mm-hmm. how, how do you, what would you say on this Sarah Oh, um, I absolutely agree. Um, I'm, I am a demon bias. Um, and that was one of the biggest things that drew me to him. Like initially when I was kind of eyeing the group, I, I noticed, oh, he's cute. And, and, but I was more interested kind of in RM at that point because he spoke more English and was the, you know, the leader of the group and everything. But once I kind of started getting into, um, you know, the fun videos that they put out and stuff. I was very, very much drawn to him uh, for that reason. Because he was just so, so, so sweet. Not only with the other members, but with the way that he would... I mean, he's incredibly polite. Um, yeah, so it's definitely a huge selling point for me. <laughs> <laughs> and before we move on to the next video, which I'm sure will take us a few minutes to talk about, Anything we could want... we could done the entire show in the next video. <laughs> this this was one of Sarah's suggestions. I know. Oh, I I'm... know. Oh, you know. <laughs> well, well, let's not look, uh, look, beat look, around Sarah, the bush anymore. Sarah, no, no. Let's talk about this video first. We'll get we'll get to the we'll get to the we'll get to the video that that is very clearly uh, picked out by by a fellow rotten girl. Respect. <laughs> respect. Respect to the rotten. Thank you. I, I don't think I don't think I've fully converted Soph to rottenness, but I can I can already tell that you are super rotten, and we'll explain <laughs> what that means when we get to it. Um, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so this this video was pretty kind of meh from me because um, it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't look to celebrities for advice and help, and but, I don't really kind of like the people who do. Uh, I don't. Oh, so you don't like sim- us, is what you're saying? I see how it is. I don't. You. I don't. I don't like the idea that you know. It's fine. The worship <laughs> that happens. In these in in these circumstances, does kind of bother me because it means that you people are reaching out, <laughs> reaching out to celebrities or reaching out to to people they that they follow. And I'm glad that someone like Jimin is being as sweet, kind, considerate, and loving as he is in the advice that he's giving, being positive. But Jesus fucking Christ on a stick! <laughs> what the hell is it that we do not have? you know, properly trained mental health counselors and professionals for people out there. Okay. Uh, That's a whole nother podcast. It really is. It really is. And, (laughs) and the idea that, 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 that people have to reach out to a pop star for help and advice. 
really irks me in a very wrong way. Do I think there's anything wrong with anything Jim and Setter did in this video? No. You just hate but the state I, of the world that people have to go to someone they don't know like that. In because order to... they, because in many cases, they probably can't afford to go to go talk to a therapist or afford the time that yeah. it takes to spend finding a therapist that you can work with. Um, is it great that he's being this comforting, this loving? Yes. I despise the world that we live in. <laughs> I absolutely do. This is just, this is just... I, I I totally see what you're saying. I totally yeah. do. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't blame any of these people for reaching out to someone who seems to be and seems to genuinely be nice and loving and all those wonderful things. Like we've said to every, like I've said every week on this show, every month in the show, it feels like we do the show every week. We don't. We could. Um, <laughs> give self ideas, people. Uh, <laughs> so the thing that's happening in this video that he's doing it, it is good but that he has to be the one doing it i don't want to be in that world um yeah there are many things and, about this world that i don't want to be in but that <laughs> is less to do with jim and then more about it, it has no and there's nothing <laughs> it's nothing to do with him at all it has to do with the fact that that people can't get the help they need when and where they need it and that's the thing about this that pissed me off it was it was perfectly lovely uh as he is perfectly pretty but this is just it's understandable. A lot, a lot of stuff about this irked me, and I'm, and and you should have resources for people to reach out when they need help and when they need advice, and it should be coming from a professional who knows what they're talking about, and not someone trying to give the best advice that he can. I'm on here, eat more and save more energy for a healthier mindset. Okay, good, but what does that actually mean? <laughs> no, man, the world is fucked. In other news. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. can I just say something super quick? Absolutely. Um, I totally You can also agree. not be super quick. You can be <laughs> super long and detailed. Okay. Um, I totally agree with you that it very much indicates the state of the world, and it's extremely frustrating. Um, but I just think it's very interesting because I remember you and saying in a past episode, uh, you had been talking about how there's like this kind of weird similarity to like religion like it being like a mm -hmm. cult or whatever, which is a, obviously like for most people a very dirty word. But um, I think that those two things are very much related. <laughs> um, and considering that they are idols and that they're kind of trained to, to, you know, be there for people and BTS do it so exceptionally well, um, it's no surprise to me that people kind of flock to them instead of, you know, you know, cause a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people like myself who aren't super religious um, and can't afford or, you know, have no access to the mental health uh, help and such. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yep. And, and, and don't expect me to be consistent from episode to episode. I change my mind all the time. And I'm not oh, going to no. remember what I said in a previous episode. Oh, no. So well, um, it was something I remembered you saying that I really wanted to talk to you about. Because I was like, oh, my God, she's so right. Anne <laughs> well, is often right about things. It's true. Yeah, there's, I actually have a clip of that from Dark Moon Herald that I'm always right. So well, Always <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's Look, another Look, that, tr that, that tree deserved to be burned down, and I did it proudly. Listen, our <laughs> army doesn't care about our divisiveness uh, between, in video games, so let's but move I on. But I, <laughs> I do also want to say that there's, there's a lot of really good stuff in this video. It's, it's, it's nice, it's pleasant, it didn't do anything for me. That's all right. Sure, because you're kind of going in backwards, like you like you guys have talked about in the past. Soph really, really made it difficult for herself doing it this way. It makes for a very interesting podcast. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad it, people yeah, are listening and having fun. For her. <laughs> I like to make my life difficult. It's true. All but, she had to do was send me the Tiny Desk concert first. <laughs> it's it's true. Well, let's move on to the next video. And this is so it was Sarah and I were kind of talking about what would be good, what we enjoy watching and what would be good for Anne to watch. It's basically 11 minutes of 
mostly straight men falling in love with Park Jimin. Uh, strongly okay, but... featuring uh, that his his left shoulder. The Jimin mm-hmm. effect. That's what mm-hmm. Army calls it. The Jimin effect. Mm-hmm. The Jimin effect. <laughs> so let's let's get let's get back to 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 this is evidence that Sarah is completely and totally rotten. <laughs> I bet she has. I bet she has a Yaoi collection to rival mine. I don't actually. You don't? No. Okay. I don't, I don't know what Yaoi so, is. <laughs> yeah, I I got you to buy it's... a whole bunch of it off of Humble Bundle. Oh so yeah. Okay. It, it's okay. So. A year or so ago, there was a big old sale on a massive fuck ton of <laughs> of boys love uh, manga, which is about men having sex with men. That's what boys love is. It's also yaoi, which is <laughs> which is short for which is uh, uh, which is an acronym for yaminashi, ochinashi, ichinashi, which means uh, no meaning, no point, no climax. I'm sure someone's going to tell me I got that okay. wrong. That's perfectly fine because it's just supposed to be about pretty pretty guys having sex with each other. Yes, that's specifically what yaoi is. Shonen I mm-hmm. is minus the sex, but yes. Shonen I is actually an incorrect term. Oh, is it? Uh, we'll get to, yep. Well, that is not a term that's actually something. used in in Japan at all. Okay. Uh, it's oh. it's a term that was created by. All right, we're not uh, in Japan. We can say whatever we. <laughs> by BL fans in by BL fans in America in the late '90s, early 2000s to differentiate sex from non-sex, but the the proper term is boys' love. Um, oh, okay. So. How does this relate to? It's just uh, us weebs that wanted to say in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm 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 45 this year. I'm not a weeb. I'm a fucking otaku. So, <laughs> oh, uh, I know. Me too. I always said that up until like recent years when some of my friends started using weeb. But yeah. Yep. So this is just about the fact that there is no such thing. There is no such thing in anime as a char- as a male character who is straight. Every this. male character. Every male character is bi, or just straight up gay. There's no such thing as straight because fan fiction exists, and as we all know, fan fiction is canon. And the reason why I called uh, Sarah rotten is because I could smell it from here. Um, rotten is is a term that comes from rotten girl, which is fujoshi, which used to be an insult uh, thrown at girls who were into boys' love. Mm-hmm. And now it is a term that is that is worn as a badge of pride, uh, sometimes even shortened to Fujo, or as we like to say in English, you're just rotten and I can smell it. <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to blow your mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually asexual, and I was never okay. super into yaoi or anything like that. I wow. just really, really enjoy the script on people and messing with gender roles in society and you know challenging all that so i find it absolutely hilarious to see all these men suddenly being extremely confused well it's just proving that straight people don't exist and the only reason why people are straight is because uh they're brainwashed into accepting this unholy unhealthy lifestyle makes sense to me yeah there's no such thing as straight people Every, everyone is some degree of bi, pan, gay, or in your case, ace. Mm-hmm. But like... you can also enjoy you can also enjoy boys loving yaoi and not be sexual. You can just true, enjoy true. the sweetness of it. True, so true. I do you not... enjoy this the sweetness of Jimin, even if Yes, let's bring yeah. this back to our boy here. <laughs> as as these as these men are just drooling over him. Um <laughs> And having to say I'm not gay until the, until the one guy's like, no, I'm gay now. <laughs> so I guess you are, and you were before, and you always will be, and you'll never get it back. So this this was this was the most fun video to watch. This is the one video that I'll be showing Dia, um, <laughs> because she will she will enjoy watching a bunch of straight, mostly very masculine men go like. Oh my god, I'm so in love with this beautiful Korean boy. Probably it's for like, the same reasons that Sarah was saying she likes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she likes to flip the script and see Oh, Dia's, Dia's <laughs> plenty rotten too, so. 
that's Anne's wife. In case mm-hmm. you, oh, okay. anybody doesn't know, but yep, <laughs> I'm. Sh- I hope she enjoys it and falls mildly in love with him, and you know, drags you off to a BTS concert. That'd be great. Uh, I'd be one dragging her. <laughs> More accurately, pushing her in a wheelchair. So, ah, fair. Disability, well, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. It, it is indeed a thing. So, yeah this this was this was fun. This was the most fun. Um, these boys need to get out more. <laughs> Every last one of them needs to get out more. Oh yes. Yep. Oh, the the content creators in the in these videos. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, or they could stay in and just watch Jimin videos and BTS videos all day like I do, and that's fine. Look, if they if that's what they want to do and that's going to make them happy, then that's great. But what I'm saying is that most of these boys were at least also decently pretty. They could be finding other pretty boys <laughs> and doing pretty things. That's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying is just, you know, gentlemen, gentlemen, seriously. Be open. You have a prostate gland. You're barely using it. Oh my God, Anne. You're so rotten right now. So rotten. Completely rotten. There's there's no lack of rottenness in me. But you know, as much as I was laughing at them, I was also proud of them for saying what they actually think rather than trying to be all, you know, toxic masculinity. Just, oh, he looks like a, he looks like a girl, you know that genuinely that's one of my favorite things about the reaction community i do watch a lot of uh of reaction videos of people reacting to music they've never seen or heard before and it usually is done by guys who are very much guys but it is also often devoid of toxic masculinity bullshit so where you (laughs) Those two things can be combined in the same package. I know it's weird, but this video was <laughs> this video is the most fun. This is a this is a rewatchable video on multiple levels. Um, <laughs> all music videos are rewatchable, but this video at eleven minutes long of just the, these random reactions was hilarious and sweet and endearing to watch, and just you know puts us in the position that we all need to that we all need to be in of accepting that you can appreciate beauty that is not what you think it is. Absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't fit into your preconceived notion. Yeah, because Jimin does not fit into any preconceived notions. No. And that's... He's beautiful for it. (laughs) Yes. Well, let's move on to um, some of the music that was on Anne's list to watch slash slash listen to. Um, and and Sarah, you helped me pick out some of these songs too. Is there one that you think we should start with? What which well, one of these starters, is your favorite? It, it, it wasn't hard. Um, <laughs> honestly, I um. Oh, it looks like Promise wasn't on here. That's okay. That's okay. Promise is good. We can check that out another time. Okay, so honestly, my absolute favorite of all time, Jimin, is still Lie. As much as I enjoyed Filter, um, Lie was such a wonderful exploration of, you know, the lies that he was telling himself and trying to overcome that. And that's... Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm just gonna let you guys talk about it. It's your podcast. Fine. <laughs> I just had I had someone knock on the door for a second. Oh, okay. Sorry. Start um, with lie. Um, <laughs> lie. Well, this this is actually one of the first. Like, I had enjoyed some of his other solo stuff, but lie, which is from Wings, that came out in 2016. Um. It's one of the first ones where his voice really stood out to me, like what what he did with his voice in this song. Um, I thought it was really impressive. Um, did you have any thoughts on the song, Anne? Um, the song is perfectly fine. There's no issue with the song. It's more about the performance of the song because this is a live uh, version of it that you've given me. And oh, yeah. So the live version of it is is kind of interesting in and of itself. Um, 
there's a dichotomy in Jimin's performance of his jeans are necessarily tight, but his <laughs> shirt and his jacket over it are very loose. And he keeps on flopping, flopping it up constantly so people can see his incredible his... stomach. <laughs> and we don't complain about it. No. And you'll notice that in the video, the rest of the, the, rest of the boys uh, who are dancing with him are not showing their shirts. They're not popping their shirts up as they're, as they're moving. Uh, just him. Just him. Just his stomach. Um, as far as the song, the song is fine. There's no no real issue with the song. But this is the song that I was talking about in one performance where he is lifted up on their hands and bent over at the end with his uh, neck extended as he continues to sing. At least I think this is the one. I don't know. Could be a different one that I watched. I was just very. I think impressed. you're right because it's not filter or serendipity. So, yep, it is this one. I found it. Spoilers so. <laughs> for the other songs. And I'm looking at it again, and nope, nope. Oh, only occasionally does he dip his head back fully and extend his throat, which makes his voice very difficult to push through. But most of it, he's actually keeping his head straight, which is also an indication that he hasn't stopped singing, because that's something that they would do you'd fully extend like that if you weren't actually singing. So he is actually singing live um, as he's performing, oh, yeah. which is, again, another tribute to the training that, that K-pop stars tend to go through, which is pretty fucking intense. Mm, absolutely. Um, but the video's compilation of various performances, um, he does engage in one of my pet peeves uh, from uh, ice skating, which is... The the Olympics actually made a rule in ice skating. You're not you're not you're not allowed to die on ice anymore because too many people too many people were ending their programs by collapsing on the ice as though they were emotionally and physically spent and drained. And the Olympics actually just made a rule against that. And so every time I see a performance of any kind where someone just like collapsed and appears to be emotionally and physically overwhelmed, I'm like Come on, that's so he, two points off. He's just he's just reenacting how all armies feel after watching this performance. <laughs> I I can accept that, but at the same time, it's an incredibly beautiful performance. It's an incredibly beautiful amalgam of different performances that you can see as the outfit constantly changes from one performance to the next. Um, and it showcases a lot of what we've already talked about, and that's incredible. It's it is that body control. It is that mixing of classical dance body control martial arts and uh modern dance specifically the pop and lock um that he works into his routines and that um he works in with the other dancers so this is this is probably an excellent example of the best of what he's doing i would completely agree with you there <laughs> um let's move on to filter and i had a little bit of trouble finding a good video for you for this because this came out uh on their map of the soul seven album in 2020 and as you could probably guess from the fact that it came out in 2020 they never actually got to tour with this song so there aren't a lot of really great performances of it but the, the one that i found i think is is pretty iconic would you would you agree with that sarah oh yes <laughs> <laughs> uh he the 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 suit he wears and the way that the uh sorry words are hard i'm overcome with with love for filter jimin <laughs> what do you think of this performance Anne? the performance is great the suit and the hat remind me a lot of michael jackson's smooth criminal yeah um absolutely only like better because i don't feel creepy watching it now um <laughs> fair and then it is there's there's a lot of things that are small touches little details that are happening here um he is there's the hat back again um, and the contrasts and styles of the performance um putting himself in a white hat and a white top his backup dancers are all in black so that they're visible and noticeable and then just the choreography of this is is really good the song is again perfectly fine no issue with it whatsoever it's a it's a pretty standard pop song i'm okay with it um but i really did enjoy 
the choreography. I really enjoy the the vo- the vocals that he is he is again staying in that very high alto range. Um, and I keep expecting a crack, and I keep not getting a crack. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're insanely talented. <laughs> mm-hmm. Vocal cords touched by God herself. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and gets it. So. Mm-hmm. Anne's on the same page as us. She's she's getting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not nearly as obsessed as you guys are, but this has gotten me closer than the other than the other four episodes. Ooh. I am so. not even slightly surprised by this. <laughs> Look, you show me you show me the gayest video of 11 minutes and 25 seconds of <laughs> of, of a pop star turning straight men gay, relieving them of the horrible burden of living their lives as a lie, of believing they have to be straight and uphold this whole macho masculine uh, bullshit. I mean, this just this is exactly what music is supposed to do. You know, eliminate all these lies that have been pushed on you by conservatives. Speaking of eliminating lies, we didn't really talk much about, like, the lyrics of lie. We mostly just talked about the performance itself. Yeah, so which I lyrics would you like to talk about? The lie is what she was saying. Oh, we don't. And I, I did think. Oh, go ahead. Sam. Oh, I was just going to say, we don't have to backpedal to it. I just think going forward, we should probably touch a little bit on the lyrics as well. Yeah, I, I normally go through and do a lot of notes on the lyrics, but I was thinking because you were here, you might have some go for um, it. Oh, sure. intuitions you might want to say. So feel free to jump in if there's something you want to say. Okay, sure. I mean, with with Yoongi, I obviously had lots of opinions on the lyrics. <laughs> um but I'm not quite as familiar with the ones from these songs mm-hmm. as you might be. Um, and actually, I should say that in Lie, that's one of the things that caught my attention as well as the was the lyrics. I think one of, um, one of the reasons this song is my favorite by him is because he breaks away a little bit from the either the you know the cute love song or the spicy like you know take your filter you can have whichever side of me you want da, 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 which is which is all very good fun but um you know when you're reading the lyrics of lie at first glance you think he's talking to another person like you know tell me with your sweet smile whisper in my ear you think that he's talking to another person and that and it turns out it's actually, you know, another aspect of himself that is telling himself lies. Mm-hmm. And it very much outlines his struggle, kind of like how I mentioned before about how he was lying to himself about the kind of person that he wanted to be, um, the kind of image that he wanted to portray. Um, he was stuck kind of being a person he didn't want to be. And, you know, acting out this persona that just wasn't him. And so he was very, very miserable for a while. And uh, it's very evident in these lyrics. And uh, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, wanted to touch on that just a little bit. Yep. And yeah. it, it's it's part of the the pop trope of making the personal global in that everyone will feel like that at some point in time. So it's going to resonate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and for as good of a message that is i do like i do with most pop songs and like i've been doing with a lot of my favorite songs recently i find the lyrics kind of ring a little bit hollow and i think some of that's intentional because and i don't mean hollow in a bad way i mean there's there's no depth to the meaning of this the meaning is completely on the surface because it's there for the listener to fill in with their own lies with their own things they're talking about their own narrative and so it's not really it's not it is it is jimin talking about his life and his career and how he had to be a person he didn't he didn't want to be but it is also open enough and again hollow is not a bad thing it means that the audience can fill in the art for themselves Mm -hmm. rather than the art being so full that you can only take what the art gives you um and so it creates a space for that connection and this is again a standard trope in pop music. That way, the song can be about whatever you need it to be about. Yeah, 
and I'd say that's something that a lot of BTS songs thrive at doing is mm-hmm. is helping you connect. Yeah, they do a very excellent job of balancing their own personal stories and feelings while also being, like Anne said, open to uh, interpretation and people can empathize. People can put themselves in, you know, think about their own situation as well. So it's actually really well put. It's 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 not like either way of songwriting is bad. I mean, you think about the amount of dissections people have done on Let's pick an American classic, Don McLean's American Pie, where every single line is a specific reference, sometimes multiple references to what was happening um, in in the culture of rock and roll from the 1950s to the 1970s. Mm-hmm. That is that has no room for anyone to have personal feelings about the moments of the song, but it is kind of this journey from the the day the music died to the time in which mclean had written it in uh the 1970s perfectly fine this has no reference to anything outside of itself but it has lots of space in it because of the vagueness of the language which is something that i usually talk about when i teach writing as a as a weakness rather the vagueness is a strength because it becomes it becomes a vessel for someone to find and explore their own feelings in rather than just explore the feelings of the artist. Now, the artist is still there, and you're still exploring the feelings of the artist because he has made his feelings like this, but they're made in such a way that they're also your feelings and this person's feelings and that person's feelings. So when people say things like hollow, it usually means nothing. When I say that a song is hollow, it means that there's space for you to actually put yourself in the song absolutely yeah well put well let's touch on the last song that we can dig into here uh which is probably just from pure like what song or video do i want to go listen to on on any given day when i go wanting to listen to bts music is serendipity (laughs) and it's it's from love yourself answer that came out in 2018 and honestly even without digging into the lyrics which we can do like just this video and his beautiful warm face is one of the most like it's like if a a hug were somehow turned into a song (laughs) um this song absolutely feels like a, a warm hug every time I watch it. And and there's a cat in the video, so... Always a bonus. You know, always a bonus <laughs> when you can include a cat in the video. <laughs> um, do you want to touch uh, on the lyrics or video at all, Sarah, before we go to Anne? Um, for serendipity? No, I'd like to hear what Anne has to say. Sure. Um, I'm just going to focus on the visual of him... deliberately pricking his finger on a cactus and then pulling it back to reveal the perfect drop of blood on his finger. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little bit ridiculous. Um, I didn't say it was bad. It's a little bit ridiculous. It's a little bit perfect. Um, Well, that's Jimin. He's a little bit perfect. What can you do? And and like a lot of these, (laughs) like a lot of these videos, there is in in most of the videos you've shown me, there's a lot of emphasis on color contrast. Most of the the set of the video is very muted. And in order to contrast that muted, a couple of important colors are featured. Now, I think that the yellow flower on top of the cactus is featured because it kind of looks like Jimin's yellow mop top, perfectly fine. <laughs> Um, and then set against the kind of blue-gray-green background. And then when we're not in that, we're in this bright sunlit room where, again, Jimin's eyes and hairs are standing out, uh, eyes and hair are standing out as the light is on his very light clothing background with his shadow on the wall. Um, this is all very pretty, very photogenic, very beautiful. Um, and a song that's just, yeah, it's another. It's a pop song. Um, <laughs> I, he calls himself a calico cat that came to meet you. That's the okay. Korean like mascot. Like we like 
-hmm. or before before even like the bird that we're that we're used to or the baby chick or whatever so um i don't know if you knew about the calico cat you probably do i i i I had only heard it in reference to this song okay yeah no that's just kind of like his his um animal which i think is perfect for him by the way since it denotes how rare like he is because male male calicos do happen but they're extremely extremely rare so i thought i don't know i think that's a perfect animal like mascot and they usually don't live very long no unfortunately we're not gonna Hmm. we're not gonna do that part though (laughs) yep well yeah i it's a great song (laughs) it's very sweet very heartwarming about falling in love and yeah it's adorable I just yeah. want to hide under that blanket with him. I know, right? Let me in there. <laughs> it's snuggle time. <laughs> Did either of you have any uh, final thoughts on any of the songs we've talked about before we move on? No, not really. These are all perfectly acceptable songs. There's nothing um, super critical to say about them or super interesting. Because again, the it it feels like Again, BTS has taken all the tropes of pop music that have existed before them, and they've just refined them to a a, a fine distilled brandy of <laughs> what pop music can be. Mm-hmm. That's and that's it's fair. it's it's neither it's neither deep or super super introspective on mm-hmm. its on its own face, but it has the space to allow the audience to be. To find depth in it again, the hollowness that I was talking about, which I'm sure some army are going to hear me say hollow over and over again, and they're like, like, oh, don't call my music hollow. No. Well, I, I would argue with <laughs> you about the deepness of the songs, but like, obviously, I'm more familiar. Um, mm-hmm. and you've you've only I like I've given you three, so it's all relative <laughs> to too, to like what people are used to consuming. You know, somebody who is used to consuming very very superficial music. Um, might come across the lyrics and just be like, oh my god, this is so profound. But then somebody who's like very much into the indie scene and, um, you know, explores um, a lot more abstract kind of concepts might look at it and be like, oh, this is so cookie cutter pop. So it kind of just depends on the person's mm-hmm. personal experience. I take, I take Shakespeare for a living, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, English professor over here. You're, you're kind. You're, you're you're kind. You're kind of always going to be on that spectrum with me. But again, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that depth automatically means good or shallowness automatically means bad. It is. It it, it is. Art is entirely subjective on the audience's response to it, and I think that one of the reasons why the audience responds to this so much is because there's so much space in the lyrics for them to insert themselves into it. And that's yeah. why they feel the, these very strong personal connections uh, to these songs and to these artists. But also, you know, you can find that with everything else that we've talked about. These are seven incredibly beautiful boys who are doing music that is always in the right direction with the right intent and who everything they do in the public sphere is always positive. It's hard to criticize uh, BTS in any way because, and not that we should be looking for ways to criticize them, but because they have so much of what they're doing is directly intended to make their, their audience, their fans feel good. And there's, and, and it's not just like, feeling good by having positive feelings it's also feeling good by helping people deal with negative or less positive feelings uh there's a lot of catharsis in these songs there's probably a lot of people who listen to these songs i'm probably talking to two of them who will just listen to them and ball their eyes out <laughs> Spring to me. that's a good feeling that's a, that's yeah. a that's a cathartic release of what it is that you're getting out of it and that's where art is really powerful and that art can have that power uh, really does kind of speak to the connection that happens through art and through the sharing of music, which is why I'm always so excited to do the show and why I'm very sorry that it's three weeks late. 
Oh, it, it's not your fault. Like we're all adults with adult responsibilities and things things happen. <laughs> but but speaking of that of that connection you're talking about, I've got I reached out to a couple of my uh army friends on Twitter. I happen to be in a group chat that's just like all Jim and Bias. Yeah, how did so that happen really, anyway? <laughs> it wasn't really hard to find some Jim and Biases to talk about why they love Jim and but let me uh read off a couple things that they had to say. Um at Marilyn 8, um, who on another note, she does these really great edits. Uh she takes fine art and puts BTS photos in them and I absolutely love her stuff. So cool. you, you guys should all go check it out. It's really awesome. Um, but what she had to say is I'm watching Jimin's latest live as I write this. I can't understand what he's saying, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I see the warmth in his eyes, hear the genuine happiness in his laugh, his soft voice surrounding me with comfort. I recognize in Jimin a person very like myself, a nurturer, a perfectionist, an empathetic mind. Clearly, gentleness and kindness are only a part of the gym and package, though. The way he moves with control over every part of his body, the way he carries himself with confidence and such swagger, the way he knows just how to drive us all crazy. He's a truly ethereal beauty on the inside and out who I just can't and never want to take my eyes off of. I trust in his authenticity and sincerity and I can't wait to see where he takes us all next. And that touches on a lot of things we've already kind of talked about. But I thought she put put it re really well. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And also, uh, I have a tweet from Laura. I never know whether to read off people's um, like actual Twitter handles or their names. But she's LP is here for BTS. Um she says "Ooh, there's so many reasons i guess for me it boils down to the fact that jimin has that take charge male sexiness while still being exceptionally warm and kind and i just find that super attractive it's not often that you come across men that are both plus i can't take my eyes off him when he dances <laughs> and again i think that touches back to what we've been saying about how he has this dichotomy within him that's he's super strong and powerful in his body and in his voice but that doesn't negate the fact that he is also at the same time somehow delicate his duality um, is out of this world like duality yeah. king for sure they all do it well but i truly think that the difference between jimin's stage persona versus like his actual personality is so is so it's it's so contrasting that it's just fascinating to watch yeah i i, I didn't include for Anne any of the videos from his upcoming photo book um but they are <laughs> extremely um i don't even know how to describe it they're cut spicy very spicy <laughs> leather leather lace-up gloves uh masks yeah mm -hmm. masks Lots, lots of leather and masks. And you're going to have to show me that book when you get it. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad I got one. Oh, oh it's very exciting. <laughs> I, I'm only sad I have to wait till spring for my biases books to come out. But well, it'll happen. <laughs> Somehow I think you'll live. <laughs> I, I do have many, it, It'll many be pictures. hard. <laughs> I do have many pictures of them to look at already, though I will never, never have enough. Nope. <laughs> well, oh, that kind of yeah. kind of brings us to the end of the show. Oh no, um, you've got one more thing to ask me. <laughs> I I do. Um, well, I ask you this every episode, and you kind of always have the same answer. <laughs> but it's, uh, and if if you had to pick a bias between any of the people we've talked about so far we we've worked our way from rm jen minyungi and uh, j-hope down here to jibbit uh do you have one that you would pick as your bias no 
and for the same reason as 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 ever, I still haven't met the last two members. Um, totally fair. If you if you put if you put a gun to my head and made me pick one, I mean, you are in Montana. So, um, <laughs> That's a stereotype, ma'am. I know. True, well, <laughs> it's a true stereotype. I don't. I don't own any guns, though, so that's not going to happen. And okay. I don't know where you live, so I can't come there and and reenact this. But yes. metaphorically speaking, metaphorically speaking, no, I still wouldn't pick, um, <laughs> because it it's I I'm I'm keeping myself out of this conversation because again, while I've enjoyed the music, while I enjoy the show, and while it's fun, I think it's more fun to be a casual fan mm. because then I can I can experience more stuff rather than just getting completely involved into this one thing. I do like the deep dives. I do like all the stuff that you're giving me to watch. It is a fun time doing the show. Um, but I don't know if when we get to episode seven at the end of it, I'll be able to give you a bias. In fact, I think I deliberately won't keep asking the next two shows, but I think that, I think that that's the idea for episode for, for episode eight is make me pick a bias. Well, there is such a thing as being OT seven. Not everybody Mm -hmm. has a bias, even though, even though, you know, it's a common thing that happens. There are a lot of people who can't choose and claim OT seven and they're just a fan of all of them equally. So that's totally valid. So anything's valid. Well, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna probably really embarrass myself. So I know what OT7 means. Obviously, it means you love them all equally, mm-hmm. as you as we all should. Where did it like come from that acronym? Okay, so as know? far as I know, um, this is my interpretation, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, when it, it, it comes to shipping, which I'm Anne and I are very familiar with uh, because of anime and such. <laughs> Um, which, sorry, getting sidetracked. By the way, Anne, I just wanted to put it out there that I became a fan of K-pop and got into that scene kind of the same way you did, like, through anime. Like, Mm -hmm. the intros and stuff, I went and checked those out, and then it sort of, you know, naturally led me here. But anyway, to answer Self's question, um, the term OTP stands for One True Pairing, and it usually refers to... Um, either your favorite ship in the series or your favorite ship ever. And so I think from from what I can gather, it's it's a play on that. Oh, one, one two, two seven. seven. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Well, thank Sorry. you for explaining That's that. That's putting I... whole different images in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> rotten to the core. Rotten images. It's fine. They're, they're they're beautiful rotten images. Are you nasty? Believe me, <laughs> <laughs> we we have no kink shaming around no. here. <laughs> Absolutely, my none. best friend would just be um, happy because I just imitated her. Is all. <laughs> okay. well, that's a great compliment. <laughs> well, that does kind of bring us to the closing of the show. I I wish we could talk, you know, all night about Jimin. That would be fantastic. Um, but I do want to thank everybody for coming and listening to this episode. I hope that I did Jim injustice in in your in in your mind. I always that's always my biggest worry when I get to the end of a show is even if they're not my bias, I want to express all the reasons why everybody I love some, and that's why I was so happy to have Sarah here to help me with that. Um, Sarah, where can people find you on the internet if you want people to find you, of course, assuming? Uh, well, so I've been kind of uh, anti-social media for a while now, but I broke down and got Twitter because, or I converted my personal Twitter account to a fan account. Um, it's at Magnetic Mochi <laughs> for obvious reasons. I like it. <laughs> awesome. And I, I'm really glad that you're on Twitter. You know, it's a fun time. There's it, it is. Sometimes it gets a little wild, but it's a fun time. <laughs> All you have to do is you install the Google Chrome add-on that is uh, the good Twitter add-on, and you never look at your phone. Oh. That's a problem. I look at my phone all the time. So you take, you take Twitter off your phone completely. You use the, the good Twitter add-on on Chrome, the extension, and what it does is it gets rid of 
trending and suggested stories and all that bullshit. And all you see is the stuff that you subscribe to. Actual people that you follow, not Mm -hmm. like retweets from... It's it's actually called it's actually called Tweak New Twitter. The good Twitter uh, was was uh, made dead, but Tweak New Twitter removes the algorithm algorithm the content from Twitter, hides the news feeds and trends, and controls which shared tweets appear in your timeline and improves the UI. And so, what I've done to make Twitter interesting is I just use that. I don't look at Twitter on my phone. I don't look at Twitter on my tablets because you have to use the app in order to do so. and I also run an ad blocker, so all the stuff that I don't want to see doesn't actually appear. Well, in in order to to not be blocked, you should probably go follow the show on Twitter, which is at Becoming Army Pod. Also, mm. I can be found on Twitter at Lisa three three two five, which is also another example of just my personal account. <laughs> I converted into a fan account because. I, if people don't like that I suddenly all I post about is BTS then they don't have to follow me and I don't care that's the right attitude <laughs> um, and so we do this becoming army podcast also on the network well I guess not on the network but friend of the network uh, Wicked Kitten does a really awesome uh, horror podcast called Gore Gore, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure is revving up this time of year with some really great content um, covering horror movies. And everybody should go listen to that podcast. You should Um, especially listen to the podcast if you don't like horror movies, because it's a good place to learn about this genre of film without having to watch the movies. that's That's a fair point. And where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Ann underscore Elise, and you can also find all the shows that we're doing on Twitter. If you are interested in video games and women in esports, uh, you can listen to our, our show Q for Fun at Q for Fun on Twitter. Uh, it was originally a podcast about Heroes of the Storm, which is now officially a dead game, and we are the last Heroes of the Storm podcast out there. Dead so, game. <laughs> yeah, suck it into the Nexus. Just, you know, actually, Kyle and Garrett kiss. Now kiss. <laughs> Both, yeah, kiss. Um, but we will be returning with Q for Fun for the first time in a couple of months. Because, uh, again, life has been just absolutely out of whack for me. So it's very hard for me to find time to write uh, most podcasts. We'll get to the one that's easy to write because it takes 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> Q for Fun is returning next week with you, me, and Wicked. Uh, possibly a guest. I need to hit up. <gasps> some people in girls gang squad and see if someone wants to come on and we'll be talking about the current state of heroes of the storm we'll be talking about a little bit about the esports scene um the thing the, the esports event that we shall not mention as not what we're going to talk about uh and we'll be talking about some of the new developments that are currently happening um in gaming and hopefully talking a little bit about horror games or horror elements in games uh the show that continues to to soldier on um, but is actually also on hiatus right now is Anne and Emily Wrestler Podcast, which you can find at Anne Emily Pod. Uh, right now, my co-host Emily, uh, Emily the Raven, is off because she is dealing with some family stuff that has to be taken care of. It is serious. Please send any positive thoughts you can offer her way. Uh, she will you, also <laughs> she will also accept prayers. She is a Lutheran minister. Um, and you should you should like send her any kind of happiness um, because she certainly deserves it. She's had a very very difficult time recently, um, and it is it, it it is the easiest show to write because it takes me ten minutes to write doing a show with one of my oldest friends. Emily and I could talk about pro wrestling for two hours before someone stopped us. Um, we have actually in public, and people have been very confused. Um, the two shows that are currently absolutely on hiatus and will be coming back in November are the Anime Sweater Podcast, the Anime Sweater Pod, and the View for Fun Podcast at View FF Podcast, both on Twitter. We've only done a handful of shows for those. They are some of the hardest to write and some of the hardest to do because there's just so much setup that we have to do, and we're not getting paid for this. Uh, we Our whole ethos on the Q Girls Network is we do it because it's fun, and we only do it when it's fun. We don't do things when we don't feel well we don't push ourselves because we're not we're not making money we're not trying to make money um 
But I have a special announcement tonight, and this will be reannounced next week. On October 29th, the Saturday before Halloween, mm-hmm. hopefully all members of the network, mon- minus Royalite, who will probably be side-soaking, but she's always invited, <laughs> we will be doing our Halloween special. Ooh, spooky. No details on what the special <laughs> actually is. But the first time we did a roundtable episode, it was because of all the horrible things that conservatives were doing in the world. By the way, if you don't like my politics, fuck you and don't listen to our shows. Um, <laughs> and so we, I decided, and I, I floated it with Dia, and I think that Wicked and Soph will be into it. And I'm sure Emily, uh, if she's able to get back to us by the 29th, will be into it. We're going to do round table on halloween and this season and what is the best holiday because christmas sucks oh yeah halloween is the best christmas is awesome it has its place that's all (laughs) it has its place at the end of the year the ass my heart in my heart you know who else this is a great segue who else has a birthday at the very end of the year the subject of next month's episode Mm. of becoming army he's been my bias wrecker ever since and sarah will totally understand <laughs> this uh ever since las vegas he's been my bias wrecker he's trying to ba- break his way onto my bias line and his vogue photo shoot really hasn't helped it's mr kim Young, aka the <laughs> <laughs> 